Hey, VV Nation. Well, you found our podcast on your favorite platform for podcasts. We know that you'll love the content, and hopefully it makes you better informed investors in the stock market. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can go to YouTube, Facebook, Reddit, and Instagram. Just search for VectorVest, and remember, we do the work, you reap the rewards. Wow, well, it's been one crazy week in the markets this week. One might even say it's been historic. So let's have a good chat about some of the things that have happened and what this means for your portfolio in terms of both risk and reward. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Trending Thursdays. My name is Susan Hayes Culleton, and it is my absolute pleasure to be here with you today. I am Managing Director of ActorVest Europe, and also I'm the host of Fantastic Female Fridays. But of course, ordinarily, I am not the host of this show at all. It is your fantastic Glenn Tompkins. Now, he can't be with us today. He will be back to you again uh, next week with lots, lots more stories and so on. So to those of you who haven't met me before, as I mentioned, my name is Susan and I have been working with VectorVest. Would you believe this is my 10th year? I may have met some of you before, whether it's on Fantastic Female Fridays or maybe it was the recent two-day Tampa Summit. Maybe it was the VectorVest Summit uh, that was held before Christmas or a variety of other times. If it's my first time to meet you, it really is a joy. Also, as well, in terms of my background, I'm a CFA charter holder. That means that I'm a chartered financial analyst and I am trained very highly in analysing stocks. And of course, what we're going to do today is discuss a range of themes and also naturally turn our attention to the VectorVest system to see what stocks fit in with those themes. Now, first thing I would love to do is I would love to hear where you are tuning in from. So great to see. Uh, great to see here. I, I have you up all over here on my screen. So maybe just to make sure that we're all OK, up and alive and kicking, you might just pop into the chat where you're tuning in from. So I can see Mike saying, OMG, where is Glenn? As I say, he'll be back to you right, right next week, Glenn. And it's great that we've just heard from him. Um, thank you very much indeed, Drew. Thank you for your lovely welcome. And I can also see Mike saying, welcome, Susan. Thank you for doing this. My pleasure. Uh, Fort Myers in Florida, Naples in Florida, New York, Sherman in Texas, uh, Virginia Beach, Belgium. Ah, oh, fantastic. Israel, um, Madeville, Los Angeles. Oh, sorry, Louisiana. Apologies, apologies. Uh, Vancouver, Cleveland, Ohio, Atlanta. Dublin in Ireland. Hello indeed. And I see another familiar name there. Uh, Winnipeg. Uh, hello, Barbara, who's also in Dublin. Halifax. Long time no see, says Paul Van Dersen. I see also from the Netherlands. Georgia, Ohio, Akron. And on and on and on and on and on. Tommy Doyle from uh, formerly of Wexford and now in New York. Brilliant. So keep, keep them coming in. Keep them coming in. We're only delighted to see where you're all uh, tuning in from. Great. So, well... As regards the week that has just happened, and to be fair, the week that is happening right in front of your eyes, there obviously is one big, big, big story in, in mind, and that is what's going on with the retail investors versus the uh, with the hedge fund. So what I wanted to do today is, first of all, just tell you exactly what's been going on, right? What's going on? Why is it going on? And how can we determine where this, this might go? Okay, number one. Here is the down low, right? Really simply. In essence, a lot of people got together 
on a platform called Reddit and Wall Street Bits. And what they wanted to do was, as retail investors, now a retail investor is you and me buying our shares and then selling them as we would when we are simply buying stocks for profit or for profit and get profit and dividends. When you put the retail investor, when you bring them all together, they, they pack a huge, huge, huge punch. But ordinarily, retail investors don't work together in concert to achieve something in particular until this week. And then what happened was a couple of people got together and then they said, you know what? You know those hedge funds that have got a big, big, big position that is short. We're going to go after them. Now, let me explain what that is. If I buy a stock, I'm going to buy a stock today. It's $100. I'm going to buy 100 shares of it. It costs me $10,000. My intention is when that stock rises, then I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell when it gets to $120. A short is the opposite way around. I'm going to borrow a stock that I don't own. Then I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it in the market. And then I'm going to sell it at $120. i am going to wait until it falls to $100. I'm going to buy it back and I'm going to pocket the, the 20 in the meantime. And that is what some hedge funds do and do at enormous levels. So that's what these people, uh, retail investors, got together and they said, you know what, we're going to find the biggest shorted stocks and we are going to go after these. So we're going to buy and 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 push up the prices. And then, of course, those who are short, well, then they're going to get into trouble. Because just imagine this, <clears throat> borrow a stock at $120. I sell it, the stock goes to 150, stock goes to 160, stock goes to 180. How high can a stock go? There is no limit. So what happens when you get nervous? Well, you have to close the position. And then what? Well, then if you close it at 180 and therefore you have to buy the stock back at 180, you've, you've sold it at 120. And then, of course, you don't just lose the money that you sold it at. You also have to pay 60 extra. And that is where these hedge funds find themselves in today. So who are the stocks that they chased after? Well, I'm sure, I'm sure many of you know exactly who we're talking about. It could be a game, a game stock, of course, and um, also AMC and also uh, Nokia. There's a wide variety. This is spilled all over, spilled into Europe as well. That was that became very, very clear. Now, to actually give you some numbers on this, right? I took a look around at the market today and... Here is what I wanted to show you is that number one, yesterday, more than 24 billion shares changed hands in the US, 24 billion. That is a big, big, big number. And there was also a record 57 million options contracts were traded, surpassing the 48 million record set at the onset of the pandemic. And by some margin, that, that, is, a, that is a very, very significant margin. If the previous record back in March was 48 million, like the next record is 57 million. So that will just show you the sheer extent of what happened yesterday. And it was also the sixth largest one-day VIX move since 1990. To those of you who may not be familiar with what VIX means, VIX is the volatility index. That will tell you that we had the rockiest day yesterday. It was a roller coaster. I and, and, and this morning, by the way, particularly when uh, when we woke up here in Europe, what I was looking, everything was down. Every, I had a fully, fully red screen, red, red screen. And you know what happens? You know what, what happens when or why that happens? It's when there are positions put in overnight that are going to be closed. People are saying, right, just get me out here. Yesterday was a bad day in the markets for a lot of a lot of stocks. Just get me out of here. They put in their positions overnight. They're triggered in the morning and then everything is down. Now, things recovered and things things built again over time. And of course, now when I would look at my screen, and we will do a market overview, of course, 
Now, when I look personally at my portfolio, I'm looking at mostly, mostly green. So that it's been it's been a really, really rocky, 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 rocky day. So the, these are the, the statistics really to to describe ex exactly what happened. Of course, there is some another thing that's going on that has, hasn't got anything to do with what I've just been talking about. And that is there was news. There was news yesterday. And that is, is that economists had expected the US economy to advance by an annualized 4%, which happened. Okay, so that actually happened. But that was following a 33.4% rise in the third quarter. This is the strongest annual rate of growth in post-war history. This is in the US. I mean, for an economy to grow by a third in one quarter is, uh, is quite phenomenal. But of course, we all know the backstory to that, namely the coronavirus and also economic output advanced 1% compared to the previous quarter based on the measure used by other economies. So really, I mean, you know, yesterday was all about the, uh, all about the Fed making their decision to keep a policy accommodative. Uh, jobless claims did did fall, um, but still at very, very elevated levels. And really, the economy didn't exactly surprise. So that also happened yesterday in on top of the craziness uh, that, that is going on. One last thing I'm going to talk about before before we move in and we take a look at the market overview. And of course, please do, please do keep your comments coming, keep your questions coming. I'm going to be here right throughout the show, right here until uh, until 1.30 p.m. today. And I would only love to hear from you to hear your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, and so on and so on like that. That is what I'm here to do. But I, I do want to answer one question and this, and that is that people have been asking, how can one, when I say one, one company, one hedge fund, short more than 100% of the free floating stock? Let me explain what I mean. One of the things that the hedge funds have been doing is that they have been shorting these stocks, not just shorting 100% of the stocks that are available, but more than 100% of the stocks that are available. Now, if I want to buy, right, if I want to buy stocks, I can't. And when I say I, I might mean a history. I might mean the, a hedge fund. I might mean an institutional investor, whoever I might be. I, I can only buy 100% of the stock out there. So how, how could I possibly short then? 100% of the free floating stock. Specifically, free floating stock, that refers to the stock that is available to be bought or sold. Okay, so that's what we mean by free float. So how could you possibly short more than that? Well, I'll tell you. Let's say I'm a hedge fund and I borrow all of the stocks available. All of them, right? I'm going to borrow all of the stocks available. I'm going to borrow 100% of the free float. Highly unlikely I would do that. Let's say I take half of it. I'm going to borrow 50%. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go to an institutional investor. I'm going to go to a broker. I'm going to borrow all that stock. Okay. Can I do that? Yes, I can. Then I sell it. Goes into the open market. Who buys it? Whoever wants to is the answer. Whoever wants to buy it. But the thing is now they own the stock so I can borrow from them again. And I can keep going and I can keep going and I can keep going. I can keep going and I can literally go out and I can borrow all of the stock that's available. Sell it in the open market and go back and buy it from the new buyers. Do it again, do it again, do it again. So it is entirely possible. There have been stories flying around Twitter today and flying around the newspapers. How can a hedge fund short more than 100% of the free floating stock? That's why. They can short a lot more than that if they want to. But as we now know, the story and um, the, the really the big, big, big headline of today is that this is a huge, this is a huge issue. Now, from my point of view, I'm going to sit and wait it out. Um, I, we're going to go through the market timing indicators now and I'm going to tell you where, where we sit on that. But uh, it's really something that I think is a big story to hit the markets right now. But I've been, you know, been hearing and watching people say, let's take it to the moon. 
uh, that seems to be a phrase that's that's doing the rounds is that if you were going to take a stock to the moon then somebody better be on the moon better and who is able to sell it so let's just bear in mind that that is the case you can only buy a stock and sell a stock as long as there is someone on the other side of that trade so let's see how this plays out and by the time glenn is back with you this time next week it will be really interesting to see where we are at okay now let's head on in then let's head on into the program let's take a look at the market timing right now okay so i'm just just going to go over here let's, here is my home page so i have cleared the home page here cleared the home page so that you can uh, so that we can make it as as, uh, as clear as clear as possible um and i'm just looking here at uh great first of all i want to say a huge thank you to joy uh, Joey is our producer here at the show Trending Thursdays. Um, Joey has spent an inordinate amount of time with me online here over the last couple of days and in preparing for today. And also he is there to answer your question. So um, I know all, Glenn always says to him to say hi, Joey. So on behalf of him, hi, Joey, <laughs> uh, because, of course, he is based in North Carolina and I'm here in Dublin, Ireland right now. OK, so what is going on with the market today? Well, first of all, let me just uh, let me just take this out here for you and let me expand it here so that you can see. Okay, let me just expand that out there now for you. So I hope there that is uh, a little bit easier to see there. Right, so as of right now, and of course, as you know, these prices are live. The S&P 500, so this is the index that looks at the uh, top 500 stocks in America by market capitalization. So the largest 500 stocks in America, currently up 1.95%. Uh, believe you me, I was here. Uh, I, have been, I have been welded to the markets this past week. It was a looking a very very different story by the, by this this time yesterday. Um, also, uh, the Nasdaq 100, and of course, the Nasdaq is more focused on the tech stocks. It's actually and it's changing in front of our eyes, of course, but it is up 1.88 percent. In addition, we have the Dow Jones here, industrial average. Of course, they're the big, big, big stocks in the in the US, 1.8 percent. But the vector based composite, the vector based composite, is actually only up 1.14 percent. Now, for any of you who are new. And I can so see here that there, there's people people tuning in here from from all over, new uh, both new people as well as lots of familiar names and faces. Um, by the way, it's interesting here. Jay is asking, can we profit from this? Well, that is what tonight is going to be all about. Sorry, it's tonight in Ireland, this afternoon in the US, this morning if you're in California. Uh, what we are going to do is we're going to talk about five different key areas where I'm going to take you through really up and coming trends that I think will be more long lasting and um, where you can take a look at it. But certainly the volatility, that is something I'm going to talk to you about in my final theme. So stick with me, buckle up and stick with me. Um, now to come back over here to the vector vest composite. So the vector vest composite is the way in which we look at all 8,400 stocks that are in the vector vest system. And what I can see here is that the this is only up 1.16%. Now, what this is telling me is that the bigger stocks, because of course, remember what I told you, the S&P 500 is the largest 500 stocks in the US. The Nasdaq is the largest 100 specifically focusing on, in on tech. The Dow Jones are the largest companies. Is that it's telling us that the bigger companies are making the bigger moves today as distinct from the, the, from, from the smaller one. Um, I see here... Uh, Kev is saying, Glenn, how you've changed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think you'll notice that the main thing that's changed about Glenn right here is his accent. <laughs> uh, yes, of course, it is Susan here from, from Dublin, Ireland. So you're all extremely welcome. Okay, now let's move on then from there. So now that we know that the indexes are all in the green and all in agreement, they're all in agreement. In other words, they're all moving up 
Admittedly though, it's clear to see the bigger stocks are making the bigger moves today. Let's go over here and let's see if we were going into the market today. And I have had a couple of options that have expired worthless a couple of weeks ago. So I am ready to go back into the market. So if, if today was the day, if, if I was going to go back in today, what is Vectorvest telling me specifically from the point of view of going into the market right right now? It is telling me that it's quite neutral. Vectorvest does not advocate buying stocks at this time. There and And by the way, I can simply tell that from reading this again let me just pop it out here let me just pop it out and just uh, so you can see it here right so I can tell that obviously from reading here even if I even if I couldn't read it look here at this is firmly in the yellow zone so Vectorvest is saying it does not advocate buying stocks at this time there is a whole load of shakiness going on right now in the market that is just trying to find its way that's exactly what's going on but even apart from that even apart from that I'm just going to I'm going to close that. Here is an even bigger indication, okay? And this is what has been happening. And here's where I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes here. And then we're going to get straight into our themes and our stories. This is the the underpinning of how Vectorvest can make a decision like Vectorvest does not advocate buying stocks at this time. Look, look what was going on up until before this week. A lot of green, right? And this system is based really simply on... Um, Green, yellow, and red. Okay, so if you see red lights, that is stop. Really, you need to be out. You, you need to be very, very careful. Either not to go in, or else you may be looking at a short position if if you're so inclined, um, or taking positions out, etc. That's looking at it from from a very short term point of view. Um, then in addition, we have green, which is the opposite. Of course, green is yep. Market is in a good place. It's quite welcome right now. If you want to go in and take a long position and so on. But yellow, yellow is actually more difficult to interpret. So when you see yellow, you see one of two things. Either the trend is weakening or it's reversing. It's weakening or it's reversing. And you often don't know which one until it's finished. Now at the moment, I can see a lot of yellow here. And, and the yellow means that the price is in disagreement day over day and week over week. It means that while the price might be up since last week, it's down since yesterday. So that is what, that, that's what it refers to. So day over day and week over week is in disagreement. So the market might be up in comparison to last week, but it's down in comparison to yesterday. And that's when we kind of say, mm, okay, we've got a yellow light here. So is the trend, the uptrend that was previously there, is it weakening or is it reversing? Right now, right, I, I can tell you what I think, but right now the market is still trying to make up its own mind. Now, in addition over here, I can see what the M the MTI over here, the MTI is the market timing indicator. If, if you were here last week, and loads of you can be, of course, you can be here every single week and, and all of the trending Thursdays are all on YouTube, like this one will be. So you can go back and check. But Glenn was talking about the fact that the MTI was feeling, as he put himself, toppy. And now, by the way, I have to say, I'm a great fan of Glenn's. And one of the things that I love what he does is when he has one of his Glennisms, when he says, holy smokes. Now, he didn't do that. He just said it was a bit toppy. So he wasn't overly excited about this. And I can see why is that the market certainly looked toppy, as he says. It was looking like it was heading, you know, hitting hitting up against, um, it was certainly hitting up against some resistance, all right. But it certainly didn't look like it was getting ready for a dramatic fall. And that is exactly what has transpired, is that we can see 
that the MTI over here has gone from 1.7, uh, 1.69, 1.67, and now it's at 1.6. And look here, look at the MTI today. Just look at it here. The market has been open now for, for, uh, for quite some time. And look at it. It hasn't really changed. It's not really budging at 1.6. So when I'm looking at my portfolio, I'm seeing big changes of certain stocks. I'm seeing really big changes, but you know, the, the, the stocks that we mentioned earlier and the ones where, where they're being where they're being particularly sought out by uh, people from Reddit and Wall Street bets. But but really, the market right now is just saying mm, we're holding our own and it's not it's not telling us which way that it's deciding to go. So that is why when you look over here, quite simply, the color guard is neutral. So if is today the day that I will be going into the market, will I be going in right after this? The answer is no. I will not be going with my with my liquid balance that I have right now, as I told you, as a result of my options expiring. I do have a, a liquid balance there that I'm ready to go again. Now I'm going to talk to you about what I'm looking at. I'm going to talk to you about my shopping list. But right now the market hasn't decided which way it's going to go yet. And as a result of that, because the color guard is neutral, I am staying where I am and, and waiting to see. And I was very, I was watching very closely this morning, really closely in Europe, if we were going to get red lights and to see then if it would follow through here to the US. Okay, now this, at this, uh, <laughs> at this stage, I'm just going to pop over here to, just going to check in here with, uh, with Joy. Of course, he can't sit right beside me because he'd have to travel very far. And of course, we know that we can't do that right now. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up my teams here and I'm just going to check in with Joy to see if there is any particular questions or any comments that um, that he wants me to address. Also, can I tell you? OK, great stuff. Thank you. And um, can I also mention to you as well is that yesterday Vectorvest did post a video on all that's going on with, with, uh, with GameStop and with um, with AMC and with with everything else. Clayton put together that video. So, Joey, can I just check in with you? Would you mind, please, just popping that link into the chat so that then um, then if you could, then anybody who wants to go and check that out, they can. All right. Hey, guys now. and gals. Steve Chappell here. It's that time again. Time for another blockbuster YouTube event. In the spirit of both Valentine's Day and the new legislative climate, our next hot stock picking panel is going to be called The Seven Marijuana Stocks to Love or Leave. So buy or avoid like the plague. We'll be coming to you live right here on YouTube February 3rd at 2 p.m. Eastern, and we hope to see you there. for supporting our podcast and for being a part of VV Nation. Remember, you can always get a free stock analysis on your stocks. Simply go to VectorVest.com forward slash free. Type in your symbol, submit your email, and we will email your analysis.